ladies and gentlemen, this is the Todd Coconato Podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. My name is Pastor Todd Coconato on this worldwide transmission, 121-2022 this Friday, and we are doing the broadcast today because I needed to get back on the air. I've been sitting there resting and i know you guys are like please rest pastor todd yes i do need to rest i have rested and uh i'm so thankful for the outpouring all around the world of people that have called us and contacted us and written us and supported us and helped us through this time this last week has been uh, a little bit of a an interesting week uh, but i made it through the lord has spared my life once again and i'm going to do a broadcast a live stream on Facebook where I explain kind of what happened and let you know, you know, how there were several miracles that took place that the Lord allowed to spare my life once again. And I'm humbled and I would love to get into that, but there's, I really think we need to do the show today on so many different things that are happening. And so I will explain the situation on my health. Now, let me just let you know this. I'm doing good. I'm about 80% better. I'm still going to be getting some testing Uh, some issues with my breath being, you know, shortness of breath and uh, some heart related things that were just, we just have to monitor. Um, But for the most part, I'm good and I'm on the road to recovery. And so I just want to thank every single person that prayed for me and that is praying for me and that stood with us. You guys are the most amazing people. And I just appreciate you. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate you because I we're in this thing together and in times like this is when you really realize how many amazing remnant warriors that are in the trenches with us that believe in in the lord and what he's doing and in and through this ministry and our our program and everything that god is doing this is this is so much about uh, the bigger picture and not about a name or a ministry like we often say this is about the remnant and the rising remnant in this hour in the church the ecclesia the real body of christ that's coming out from among them and that's uh, willing to stand for righteousness in the entirety of the word of God. And yes, there's warfare, but there's also tremendous, tremendous favor and blessing. And the Lord is with us. He's our rod. He's our staff. He lays us beside still water. And we are like a tree that is planted by the water. By the way, the water is living water that's flowing. And, uh, and we are seeing the Lord moving and, uh, there are some challenges right now. We're still praying for the Christmas family and for Joshua and for uh, healing in that situation. And we're standing and believing on the word of the Lord. And, you know, there's many, many different things that are happening throughout the body of Christ right now. Today, of course, is, uh, the right for life day, the March for life down in DC. I would have been there, uh, if I was not going through what I'm going through right now. And so I'm so thankful to all the patriotic life, you know, supporters of life. I mean, it's not even about patriotic. It's about being a supporter of the word of God. You know, God is a God of life and every Christian should stand for life and understand the murder of the innocent is literally a sacrifice to Molech. It's a continuation of what has happened in the Bible. And, and we have to stop this, this, this barbaric sin. This is, is an abomination in our nation. That's a, an awful thing that's happening of the killing of the innocent. Take this stain away from our nation and, and believe that this year we're going to see a breakthrough from the Supreme Court ruling to take away the federal law that mandates abortion, and allows abortion, and they're going to send it to the states, and I think it's going to be a game changer. And we're believing that's going to happen. And every Christian and every church and every person of God around America has to understand the importance of this 
because this is a big deal in our country and it's a big deal to the Lord. The Bible says even the rocks will cry out. It is a big deal to stand for life. Every Christian should be a staunch supporter of life. It's, it's not even a, it's a non-negotiable. I mean, it's literally something that there should be no Christian that even questions. The fact that there are really tells you how compromise and how apathy and how uh, just all types of, of things have infiltrated the Christian community in, in, the, in America and around the world because no Christian that's a Bible-believing Christian can justify the murder of the innocent. It is an absolute, it is murder, it is wrong. The Bible is clear about it. And so I'm, I'm praying that more and more people understand the significance and importance of this upcoming uh, ruling by the Supreme Court, which we're believing is going to be in the favor of life, and it's going to upend this law that's been in, uh, just like I said, a stain in our nation for years. And it's one of the reasons why I think America is under judgment to some extent, uh, maybe to a large extent, because of this. Because America needs to repent. We need to repent from the sin that we've allowed in and turning away from our first love, Jesus Christ, and the foundations. You know, Israel was chosen by God, but America chose God. This nation chose to have a covenant with the Lord, and we walked away from that covenant. And they're trying to rewrite history, and they're trying to indoctrinate our kids and, and lie to them in the school system and, and all these different things. And so we're in a battle, and, and this an information war, and thank God he's raising up voices. He's raising up voices in this generation. I often talk about how it's nameless, faceless, and I don't mean that you know people don't have a name. I mean, obviously, there's influential people that the Lord uses that have names, um, so I'm not against that. I'm not, what I say when I say that is it's just, it's not about like, we're not doing this to build our own kingdom and we're not doing this for our own recognition, our own celebrityism, or, you know, all that stuff that's infiltrated Christian culture. We don't need to be celebrities. We don't need to be famous. We don't, it's not about our latest book and our, you know, promoting our ministry. What I'm saying is that we collectively as a body of Christ need to be on mission and the mission is the great commission. The mission is, is the talking about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, the gospel message, uh, the great commission, of course, the repentance of sin, and that Jesus is the answer. He is the answer for our world. He's the, he's the solution. He's the ultimate void filler. And so that's what we mean when we say that. And, uh, but I do think that God is raising up voices, voices that are willing to stand, voices that are willing to speak truth. And what happens is the truth sets the captive free. So when truth is spoke, you know, and, it, and, it's, and it's put out there, the Bible says the, the word does not return back void, meaning that, that that word pierces. That's why people manifest. That's why demons tremble in the name of Jesus. That's why God has given us authority to trample on scorpions and devils. It's because there's authority and there's power in truth. And there's power in voices, and God is raising up voices. I believe if you're listening to this program, you are one of those voices that God is raising up, that he's raising up a new generation of people that are willing to stand, that are bold and unafraid, that are going to not be cowering, that are not going to be bowing, that are not going to be bowing down to Molech and bowing down to Nebuchadnezzar and bowing down to all the idols of this world, but are willing to stand and say, no, we're not going to compromise because we know what that means. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. The Bible says that the lukewarm will be spit out. We don't want to be the church of Laodicea. We don't want to be the compromising church. We want to be like the church of Philadelphia, the empowered church, the empowered church. Let us be the empowered church, oh God. That is our desire. Hallelujah. And so I am, I am strengthening my faith, even though I had yet another kind of near-death experience. You know what? The Lord once again decided to spare my life. There must be a reason. 
And you know what? I'm just emboldened. I'm strengthening my faith because you know what? That which does not kill me makes me stronger. And you know what? The Lord is with me. And so I'm not going to fear. And you know what? This just gives me more passion and more reason to stand for truth and righteousness boldly because I know that the God of heaven and earth is with me. And why would I ever want to back down or get scared now? He's taking me this far. I mean, he's taking me this far. What in the world? Why would I back down now, right? I'm not going to. And I'm really, really strengthened in my faith right now, friends. I'm telling you, I, I just, um, I'm encouraged. I think God is doing something. So I want to read you um, a post that I put up. It, I call it an update on the spiritual side of things. And I think this really, really encompasses kind of what God has taught me through this whole thing. And so I hope that it blesses you and we can kind of walk through this together. But I love you and I appreciate you. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. My family thanks you. We thank you. you this audience is amazing. And you are, you are some of the most amazing people I've ever met in the ministry. And I just want to thank you. This is clearly a God thing. He's brought us together. Thank you. So here's what I'm going to say. I said, I'll write more in my health-related update in the next post, but I first wanted to share this morning what I'm getting from the Holy Spirit, and that's what I want to share on the broadcast today. As I believe this is a very important part of what's going on here, because we're being tested. Are you being tested? I believe you're being tested too, many of you. And I just want you to hold on, hold on, because the teacher is often the most quiet during the test. The church is being required to walk in faith. We know that God says in his word that without faith, it's impossible to please God. It is a time for big faith. This is the time, friends, okay? It has recently been prophesied that we're stepping into a season of God performing the very miracles that we've been preparing for. In other words, it's not just a season of talking about them or how they might or could happen, but that we are entering into a season of tangibly seeing these miracles, signs, and wonders actually happen before our eyes to a much greater extent. This requires us to have the faith and also the understanding of how to walk in this level of authority, binding, loosing, taking dominion and going out, casting out and driving out the forces of darkness from our land. This is what's needed. It is. We must understand we can walk in this level of authority right now. If you have been going through it, this is why. Do not get discouraged. This season needed to happen. Keep standing and pressing ahead. Your victory is at hand. Start to declare it and believe it. You are not a victim. You're victorious in Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us this. It says, verily, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. That's found in John 14, 12 through 14. Does the church believe in that scripture? We must. For this is where God wants to take us right now. It has been a season of separation and preparation before we enter the destination. We have seen the wheat and the tares become more clearly exposed in the last two years more than ever. Okay. Um, it has been quite the sight to see. Do you agree? Shocking at times, but this needed to happen. The church is being refined for a long time. Doubt, fear, apathy, complacency, and our own flesh have limited us from what God wants to do here in America and the Western world. We would hear of God's glory and great miracles in other parts of the world, and yet here we have integrated science, medicines, news, pop culture, relevancy, popularity, and the other things intertwined, intertwined with our faith. 
often limiting in our mind what God is able to do and what he's willing to do and muddying up the water. It's like I said, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. It's time for us to come out from among them. God is coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. The church is meant to be the head and not the tail. The message is clear. God wants to move. The next stage in this great end time move of God is a massive harvest with many miracles, signs, and wonders. But we are going through right now is preparation for this. We have to be ready in our hearts and minds to understand what this all means. We cannot look at what's happening in the natural as absolute, but we must instead hear what God is saying to us and instructing us to do. We cannot be the powerless church. We cannot be the doubting church. We must be the church of Philadelphia and be the empowered church. That comes by walking in faith and knowing who we are in Christ. We will endure until the end and finish well. We must learn to speak to the mountain and tell it to move. Then believe that it will in fact move. Either we believe the word of God or we don't. Either this is real or it's not. We have to be all in. The fear and prognosis of man is nothing compared to the truth of God's word. What did God say? That's what matters. His word is ultimate truth. It's time we walk in this fully and completely understanding that we can do and will do what his word says. We must kill the spirits of fear and doubt. I believe as many saints are being tested and put through the refiner's fire right now, we will not only come out unscathed, but with more authority and strengthened in our faith, knowing that what God has promised, he's also able to do. And you can find that scripture in Romans 4.20. Hold fast. Hold the line. Do not grow weary in doing good. Strengthen yourself in God and in your faith. Go deeper. Believe, trust, declare, decree. Speak to the mountain. Rejoice in the Lord. He is willing and able. The devil is a liar. We are a victorious church. Satan is bound by God's word. The saints have authority to bind and loose. We have authority to take back the territory. This is our clarion call. We were made for this. Faith is key. Be ready. Be expecting miracles. Walk in that level of authority. This is who we are in Jesus Christ. The glorious church is arising. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Friends, that was birthed out of this season right now. I really believe God is calling us to a deeper level of understanding, a deeper level of faith, where we're, gonna, we're literally going to be pulling the levers. We're going to be moving forward in the authority. And it's going to take tremendous faith. And we also can't get discouraged and we also can't let that doubt and fear come in, which is, you know, that's what they do with the mainstream corporate media and the lies of the propaganda and that they try to push on you. And if you get engulfed in that or if you, if you start hooking into that or listening to that and that becomes your resource, that becomes your reality. And that's why God has been so clear in saying, come out from among them. And this come out from among them, let me tell you, there's a, this is a lot of different things, okay? This thing is way deeper than what I thought originally. It's, it's, it's a total, it's a separation of the wheat from the chaff. It's a separation from compromise. It's a separation from the lies of the enemy and the adversary that the church is bought into. Because if we're going to like half step or we're going to allow this leaven and this compromise in, that's going to be the impediment. That's going to be the open door that the enemy uses. And we're going to stay in that place of having to like tread water instead of advancing because we're constantly having to fight the things that we've let in through the compromise. But if we understand that the compromise has to go and we're willing to consecrate, look, this is the downfall of a lot of people because there's a lot of people that just say, I'm not willing. I'm not willing to give it up. I'm not willing to give this area of sin up. It's too important to me. I don't want to give it up. I like it too much. And, and that is the very impediment that, that stifles them, that keeps them in that place of perpetual, uh, like I said, treading water. 
Because God is willing to take you from glory to glory. He's willing to take you to the next level to go deeper, to anoint you, to appoint you, to open divine appointments, to bring you into places that you could never even imagine. And he's done it with me. And that's why I'm saying like, I could be in bed right now. I'm tired. I'll definitely go rest after the broadcast today. But you know what? It's so important for me to continue to walk in my calling because I'm not going to let this stupid devil hold me down. I'm not going to let him impede the work of the Lord. Listen, until the Lord takes me home, I'm going to speak the truth because that's what I'm made to do. And the devil wants me silenced. And the devil wants me to stop. I'm not going to stop. No. God did this. God created this whole thing. God put this underground remnant railroad together that we're, that we're all riding on now preparing for many many different things that god is connecting us for very strategic purposes which i think some of them have yet to come that are going to be amazing and so he's put together this this amazing community of people that are like-minded all around the world and we're encouraging one another and we're strengthening each other in our faith because we're not alone and we're not the only ones that feel this way it's simple it's really simple it's, it's coming as a child childlike faith taking all the nonsense out you know, all this stuff where that people made it about them and made it about all these other things, their books and their celebrityism and their this and their that and their pride and blah, 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 blah. That's not what it's about. It's never been about that. God's just looking for purity. He's looking for holiness. He's looking for people that are saying, you know what? I just want the purity of the word of God. I'm going to do my best to be that man. I'm going to do my best to be that woman. I'm going to do my best to get that sin out of my life and that, that area of open door that I've opened my family up. Amen or oh me. So you know what? We're, we're making some big choices, some big decisions right now. This is big stuff because we're in a, such an important time prophetically in our world right now. People are waking up in the droves. You know, a Texas judge just blocked the vaccine mandate for federal workers. Praise God. Uh, they're saying that, you know, companies are starting, uh, you know, to give in here because they're, they're understanding that it's, it's messing them up. You know, I mean, even Starbucks. I mean, I don't like Starbucks. I don't. I don't think that any of us should support Starbucks because they're super pro-abortion, and they, and they they your activist company that hates Christians basically. Uh, but you know, it was good that they told their workers they don't need to be vaccinated anymore. Well, thank you. You know, and we're going to see more of this. I mean, look, the farms are failing as fertilizer prices drive up. We're seeing biblical things happen right now. There's going to be, you know, possible famine situations. We're seeing supply chain breakdowns around the world. Uh, all this disruption that's, that's, that's not organic. This is caused. This is part of their great reset agenda. This is part of the plan that they put into motion with this whole thing with the bioweapon and everything that they don't want you to know about. You know, and it's a big conspiracy. And we're, you know, even though we have the facts and we literally have been reporting since day one, you know, Charles Lieber and the, and the connection to the Wuhan lab and, you know, the funding through the Obama administration and all the nefarious things that happened, Event 201 and everything that we've reported on and talked about that they'll tell you is crazy that ivermectin works. I mean, they literally took down it. They gave me a strike on YouTube because I mentioned ivermectin. And now I can't even post on YouTube. That's how draconian these people are sick. And they don't want the truth out. But you know what? I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, we're going to the Ohio Awaken America Tour, the Reawaken America Tour in Canton, Ohio. It's going to be coming up. I'm going to be there. Because you know what? I want to tell my story of, you know, this information that we're sharing on some of these truth platforms and things like that, talking about ivermectin and HCQ and all that. This is saving lives. It saved my life. You know, the Lord saved my life. But I'm telling you, the information that these people are, are willing to, put out there at the cost. Listen, the cost is so high. I was with a Hollywood producer today for lunch out here in Nashville. 
is my first lunch, my first time out of the house, really, since the whole incident the other day. And uh, I wanted to meet him because he was in town. He's a good friend of mine. And, you know, we were talking about Hollywood and China's influence in Hollywood. It's unbelievable, friends. I mean, people are scared to make films because of China, you know, and, and, and certain things that, you know, China is like a bully in Hollywood now. They've got so much investment in Hollywood. I mean, they've infiltrated our institutions. They've infiltrated our educational institutions. They, they, people would be shocked to understand the influence of China in the United States right now. Certain judges, I'm telling you, it's crazy. I mean, it's a rabbit hole, friends. And it's happening in Australia. It's happening in Africa. It's happening all around the world. This is part of the Great Reset. It's part of the UN Agenda 2030. It's part of their plan to diminish the superpower status of the United States. That's why they left the weapons there in Afghanistan. That's why Biden pulled out the way that he did. It's all strategic to diminish the American power structure around the world. That you know, they're they're slowly, uh, you know, basically printing to infinity to destabilize the dollar and the, and the global hegemony of the dollar and the, and the global reserve status. They, this is all orchestrated. It's all planned. Yesterday, they were talking about the Fed having a digital currency. I mean, we're, the prophecy is happening so fast. Biblical prophecy. We're literally seeing Amazon says first clothing store will have palm scanning checkout. Well, does that sound a little weird to you? A palm scanning checkout? I mean, is that kind of mark of the beast-ish? I mean, we're going that direction. Meanwhile, they're still going after Trump in New York and I guess now in Georgia. <laughs> you know, they're so scared of this guy. They, they, you know, they're so scared that he could come back as president of the United States. And, you know, again, I mean, my friend, we were talking about this at lunch. There's some people that don't like Trump because of his vaccine support. You know, and I think, I think look, that's where I, I, I separate from President Trump. I like President Trump personally. I think he's a good man. He's done some good things, especially his leadership. Uh, you know, his policies were amazing. You know, I understand some people don't like certain things that he does and whatnot, but I'm, I'm a supporter. I still like the guy, but I didn't like the fact that he was pushing the vaccine. And I'm hoping that he backed away from that. I know a lot of people like DeSantis and I like DeSantis. I think he's a good guy. But look, the bottom line is we, we need change in our country. And this, this isn't going to happen from a political figure. The political figure is going to help. Like, obviously, we need a guy like Trump or DeSantis or somebody to get into the White House. Uh, what we have right now is just absolutely insanity. Uh, I don't even know who's in control. Clearly, it's not Joe Biden. I mean, a lot of people think Obama's in the basement with a little earpiece, but I think it's deeper. I think the, there's the puppeteers or the puppet masters behind the scenes. It's kind of like, a, you know, um, <laughs> off to see the Wizard of Oz here. You know, there's I mean, there's clearly a deep state cabal that's pushing an agenda. And now they're trying to push us into war with Russia. Well, they've been doing that for a while. I mean, this is if you remember Hillary Clinton, I mean, if she would have gotten in, that's probably where they would have gone way back then. And now they're just picking up with the plan, you know, and, and, and trying to I mean, there's no strategic inf in, in, interest for us in the Ukraine. I mean, what in the world? What is the big deal about this whole thing? First of all, people don't even understand the situation over there. A lot of the people are ethnic Russians. It's like in the Crimea, you know, they they want to be part of Russia. A lot of these people and, and Putin is, you know, he's amassing these hundred thousand or so troops on his own border. Well, that's because NATO's like, you know, poking the bear. I mean, that would be like if Russia was like in Mexico, like basically getting Mexico to be part of the China-Russia RAN alliance or something. And, you know, they were putting Mexico in and they're, you know, amassing troops in Mexico. Well, yeah, the U.S. would be putting troops. And I'm not I'm not pro-Putin. Trust me, I, I get the guy's ex-KGB and I'm not saying he's a good guy. But I do think the deep state warmongers want, want a war. They're constantly pushing perpetual war. I mean, they get out of one war, they, they go to the next war. That's what they do to keep the military industrial complex fed and 
to keep their globalists. These are neocons. These are, I mean, even people on the Republican side that are the neocons, you know, they want war. They're warmongers. And that's why we need the America first people that are looking at America interests and what's actually a strategic interest for America. Well, first of all, why don't we protect our own borders here in the country? Why don't we stop the invasion at the southern border? You know, why don't I mean, if we're worried about COVID, why don't we uh, build people's immune systems and uh, actually close the southern border and have a little bit more system of checks and balances? Who's coming in the country? You know, they're flooding states like Texas and Arizona, just destroying those states. It's, it's unbelievable. It's so, so sad. And then they're dispersing these people around the country. They're giving them money and, you know, putting them up in all these different places. I mean, it's sick what's been happening under the Biden administration. And we know that the Biden administration did nefarious things to even get in with all the mail-in ballots and all the different corruption in the voting system. But if you talk about that, you're a conspiracy, even though Joe Biden himself is saying that he doesn't think that the 2022 midterms can be legit. But this is the same guy. So he's saying that without doing the federal takeover of the elections, that he doesn't know if it's going to be a legitimate election. Well, doesn't that mean that 2020 wasn't legitimate then, Biden? Because you can't speak out of both sides of your mouth here. You're saying there's no corruption in 2020, but then there's going to be corruption in 2022 under the exact same system. That doesn't make any sense. But nothing he says makes sense. I mean, the guy did his presser the other day, and I think the whole world was just like gasping. Like they couldn't believe how incompetent this guy, the guy can't even answer the questions. It's sad. And he's supposed to be the leader of the free world. It's a very, very sad situation. And this has all happened because on the church's watch, we got apathetic, we allowed compromise, we tried to be relevant. We stopped talking about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, the repentance of sin. We stopped mentoring and discipling. We changed the definition of marriage. I mean, we really just dropped the ball, friends. And now is the time where the church needs to rise up. And that's why there's this rising remnant. Hallelujah. And the, and the Lord is saying, look, you know what? There's a, a last minute chance here for the church to stand up and to repent and to turn from wickedness and to, and to be the head, not the tail. And I will spare your, spare your land. But, you know, we're, we're looking, I mean, if this doesn't happen, and that's why there needs to be voices and God is raising up voices. And some of you are those voices. I see you on social media. And I'm very proud of some of you guys. I mean, you're really getting bold and you're starting to speak out. And this is this group is, is, is I mean, listen, don't ever worry about how many followers you got or anything like that. Just speak truth. It'll happen. It's not even about that. It'll get to the right people. That's what we do. I mean, we just say it and it gets to the right people. It gets to the bottom line is there's voices. God is anointing voices. He's anointing voices to speak truth, to awaken people because the truth sets the captive free. So this is a moment of, of, of like, you know, people that are set apart, people that are Nazarites, that are willing to, to be clean, that are, that are, that are not going to touch unclean things, that are willing to be a set apart and walk in a lifestyle of repentance and walk in a lifestyle of holiness and really stand for the word of God. And then you're appointed, you're anointed. And you're able to literally cancel the assignment of hell, like we say with Ekbalo, to go out to cast out and to drive out. And your atmosphere changes. You're, you're, you're literally like you walk in the room and, the, and something shifts because of the anointing that's upon you because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And that, that, this is just powerful. That's why if you're wondering why you're getting warfare, that's why you're getting warfare because the devil sees you're a threat. And, and so just, just look up and stand up and get up and don't worry when the devil tried like this thing with me where he tried to kill me this last week look god spared my life there's been other people that had the exact same thing and they died but for some reason god said i'm going to spare coconado again because i know this guy's going to get up and he's going to keep speaking truth because i'm tired of the devil i'm going to be a demon slayer 
I'm tired of the devil. The devil's under my feet. He's lost. He's not going to take me down. He's not going to take me out. He's not going to take my heart. God's the one that gives me breath. God's the one that fills my lungs. God's the one that gives me air. You know, I may have a little shortness of breath, whatever. You know what? I'm going to press through it because God is the air in my lungs. He is the wind beneath my wings. He is the strength. And so we understand. It's like Neo in the Matrix. You know, if you ever watch that movie, I mean, literally, it's like you start realizing the power that you have and you realize this thing is nothing. They, they can't, the devil can't stop me. The demons can't stop me. I'm walking in the authority of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so the only thing I need to be focused on is not falling into sin and, and, and opening doors. We can't open those. Those doors are what gets us. I know it's hard, friends, sometimes. I know it's hard. There are certain things I even talk to my family and they're like, oh, Todd, come on. We don't want to not do that, you know? And I get it. It's like disappointing because it's like, oh, we got to be strict. And, you know, it seems like there's a lot of rules sometimes. But these things are so important because when we, when we stay consecrated and we come out from among them, we don't participate in the demonic stuff that this world is trying to get us to be involved in. When we actually understand the significance of being set apart and holding the line and staying consecrated. And, and yes, there is a sacrifice involved. But I'm telling you, the reward is so much more powerful because it's the anointing that comes upon you. And it's that anointing that changes things. It's so powerful. The divine appointments, the power, the authority. This is what you want. Because we're going to be walking in the best of times and the worst of times at the same time. It's already happening. And it's going to get crazy, friends. It's going to be like a roller coaster some days. We're going to have mountaintops and valleys. And there's going to be times when the devil wants you to be discouraged. And, and he's going to want you to be down. Like I'm sitting there in my room and I got like four or five different medications and, you know, I got the shortness of breath and the inhaler and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, and I sit there and I'm like, what in the world? And the devil wants to be like, where's your God? Well, you know what? My God is right here. My God just spared my life and he gave me the care that I need. And I'm going to step up and get up and do what I'm called to do. And devil, you are a liar. You are under my feet. You will not have a victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Listen, we got the second half of the show coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned. This is the Todd Coconato podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. I will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Todd Coconato podcast. Thank you for tuning in the second half of the show today. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back on the air. Let me tell you, because I sit there and I'm just like, oh, there's so much we got to talk about. And, uh, you know, you guys are just amazing. Thank you again for all your encouragement. You guys, I'm telling you, you're just, you're amazing. Thank you. 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 All right, so they're, they're talking about it being the end of the market super bubble. And, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of people out there that are saying that we're going to see a possible recession. We, we're already in that type of territory right now. We know they've been pumping the markets, you know, with all this um, quantitative easing type of thing and, and the Fed, you know, just pouring in trillions of dollars and printing, printing, printing. And so, um, you know, it's, it's all going to come back to, to haunt them at one of these days. And so people ask me all the time, like, what do we do? How do we prepare? I mean, obviously you got to be, you know, prepared to the best of your ability. I mean, I always say have at least a month or two months supply of food, uh, you know, make sure you have water, you know, if you can have some gold and silver, that's literal physical gold and silver. Um, you know, I just think there's certain things that are kind of wise for us to do as believers to 
understand the situation that we could face. Um, you know, there's so many different variables right now. I mean, we're hearing about wars and rumors of wars. We're hearing about supply chain crunches. We're hearing about, you know, pandemics and pestilence and, you know, just different things that are biblical. And uh, there's some people that freak out about it. I, I personally don't freak out about it. Uh, but I do realize we're in unprecedented times. And that's, you know, one of the things that I think that this community is going to do at some point is do trade and barter. You know, I know many of you guys that are preppers and you have farms and you have eggs and you got, you know, some cattle and different things. And, you know, it, literally that's going to be life-saving stuff at one point here because we just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but we don't live in fear. And that's the thing is this like, you know, once I go back to the, the, the comparison with Neo and the Matrix, if you've never seen it, then it's really kind of hard to explain. But if you've seen Neo, you know, in the Matrix and all of a sudden, you know, the movie, The Matrix, it's like he started realizing it was all this computer simulation, you know, and, and that he had power, that he was able to basically overcome the system. And as a Christian in today's world, we have to understand we have the power. We have the power to overcome the system. You know, we, we have the power to walk in the anointing. When I talk about that, it's the divine revelation and the divine strategy and the divine purpose that God has given us so that we don't have the spirit of fear. And we know that the battle is not against flesh and blood. We know it's against strongholds. We know it's against principalities. So when we understand the hardest thing as a Christian though is actually knowing that to be the truth because I know so many powerful Christians but unfortunately, they have doubt and they have fear. And, and the doubt and the fear are an impediment. It's like a thorn in your side. Because if you just have enough doubt to say, well, you know, I kind of believe it, but you're not walking in it. You're not really walking it out. It's like there's something very powerful when somebody says, look, either this is real or it's not. And I'm going to go all in and say, yes, it's real. And you just put your faith to, like the pedal to the metal. And it doesn't mean that, see, the, the thing is, is sometimes God's not going to do it the way that we think he is. So we can't get discouraged like if we're, if we're betting or we're believing in our mind that, you know, God's going to do this or he's going to answer this prayer. And then maybe he doesn't, but that doesn't mean that he's less God. You see, the thing is, is that he, his ways are not our ways. So whatever he's going to do, it's going to be turned around for his glory. He's going to work it out. And he takes us from that glory to glory. When I say that, I mean, it's like there's things that I prayed for. Like I remember when I was single and there was a, you know, a couple of times I was praying a certain way. And God maybe didn't answer the prayer that way. And I thought, wow, that's, you know, I, I seemed like it should have gone that way, but it didn't go that way. And then, you know what? He ended up answering it better. And he ended up doing something that I never imagined that he could have done. But, you know, obviously I should have known. But, you know, he knows what we need. He knows the best thing for us. And oftentimes we think it's this job or we think it's this person or we think it's this position or we think it's this ministry or we think it's this, the, you know, this certain path that we think that, you know, it's supposed to be. And we're praying and we're praying, you know, and, and this even goes for like people that we're praying for that sometimes pass away and, and we thought they should have lived. And we're not where we don't understand. Why did they die? Why did God allow it to happen? I know many of you that have lost loved ones in this last season and you're still trying to figure that out. But, you know, it's not for us to figure out because the body says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So our biggest thing is to make sure that we're, we're getting people saved and we're, and we're making sure that their souls are in the right place so that if God were to take them home tomorrow, that we share the gospel with them. That's why it's the Great Commission. That's why it's the most important thing that we can do here on earth is to actually exude and to get the truth of the gospel of Jesus and to get people saved and set free and healed and delivered. That's why it's our main mission. Because we don't know when God, his timing, you know, we're just passing through in this world. And so sometimes we put all our eggs in one basket thinking like that's the way it's got to be, 
you know, this job, this position, this person, whatever. And then God does something completely different than what we thought or expected. And people get mad at God for that. We can't. We can't get mad at God, friends. God is good. What he does is good. It's for his glory. It's for his purposes. You know, he's not evil. He's not trying to mess us up or hurt us. He's doing it for his glory. And so we always have to look at the opportunity. Like with this thing that me getting sick and having this heart problem, this blockage and stuff like, you know, I could be down in the dumps and I could be like, what the heck, God, I've been serving you this, you know, doing all this stuff. And then this is how you repay me. I could say, you know, because the devil could really mess that up and he could try to get me to be mad at God, right? Like, why would you let this happen to me, God? Oh, it looks like, you know, it's like Job, you know, but I could look at it as the, as the glass half empty or I could look at it as the glass half full and say, once again, the devil tried to take me out. Once again, God spared my life and he gave me another testimony. And hey, here I am. I'm still here and I'm empowered and I'm strengthened in my faith. And I've even gone deeper in this last week and I feel the glory and the presence of the Lord. And I'm going to go out there and be a demon slayer because I'm sick of the devil and he's under my feet. So that I can look at it one way or I can look at it the other way. See, that's every situation we have that opportunity in our life. We can look at it and say, I just lost my job. My goodness, how did God allow that to happen? I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to succeed. Or we could say, you know what? God spared me from having to go down that path at that stupid job that I know I wasn't meant to be at, and God removed me from it. But guess what? He's about to do something greater and open up a new opportunity that's better, that's going to take care of my needs, and it's also going to put me in a position to, to be in the right position for this season. And so he's going to go exceedingly and abundantly. He's going to take care of me because he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And so you see, you start speaking the life instead of the death over the situation. You start embracing the calling and what God is doing because he's always a forward moving God and he's always doing something. And so we don't always understand it right at that moment because we can only see to the wall, but God sees all the way. So he understands how this whole thing is going to work out. If he's separating you from somebody, he's protecting you. If he's separating you from a job, he's protecting you. You know, it's none of it is for bad things. Like he's not, if you're a child of God who's who's doing your best to walk in righteousness and you're living a lifestyle of repentance and, and holiness and you're you're doing this thing. I mean, you're walking this thing out. You're like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm sold out. Lord, give, you know, I give you my heart. I give you my life. It's all about you to live as Christ, to die as gain. Like if that's you, if you're hungering and thirsting for righteousness and you may be going through some trials right now and you're going through the refiner's fire, put your head up. And understand that God is about to bless you. He's about to take you into a whole other level of depth and authority and meaning and purpose because you are purposed and this whole thing is all part of the plan. You see what I'm saying? You're in the palm of God's hands. Like you're under, you know, you're, you're under his protection. It's only if there's disobedience, it's only if there's sin, if you're wrestling with God, if you're going back to your vomit, if you're going back to the stupid things that God's already delivered you from, and you're going back to that. And trust me, I've done that before. And it opens up a door. And then you got to deal with the door. And you got to deal because the wages of sin are death. So there's a separation that takes place. And God can't give you everything he's got to give you because there's something holding you back. And that's sin. Now, we never, we never get to the level of perfection. We never do, okay? All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. We got to die to our flesh daily. We're never going to reach that, that place of perfection. But what we are going to understand is this thing, this whole thing is real. The battle for our soul is real. And, and the battle for our mind is real. And the battle for identity is real. And, and the things that you're going through in your life, you know, you, we got to fight through these things, like with our spouses, you know, when the, when the devil tries to separate you, when he tries to cause division in your home with your kids, with your family, with your parents, with your spouse, listen, we got to fight that. 
We got to have the stick to itness. We got to have the wherewithal. We got to have the understanding. This is a spiritual attack. The Bible tells us this would happen. But the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So what are the weapons? Well, we got to get into the, the intercession. We got to get into the, the speaking the word. It is written and start declaring and decreeing. And, and what did the Lord do when he was tempted by the devil? He started saying, it is written. It is written. He starts speaking the written word, the law, because Satan is bound by the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is truth. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Satan is bound by it. So when God, when God was sparing my life the other day and Satan was trying to take me down, what did I start doing? Start declaring the word of the Lord. I mean, it was like 5.30 in the morning. I'm sitting there, you know, thinking about whether I'm going to go into the emergency room over there at Vanderbilt University in, in Nashville. It's like freezing cold. And I'm thinking I'm, I'm possibly having a heart attack. And I'm sitting out there debating. And wait till I tell you the story of what God did. I mean, it's just miraculous. God spared my life again. But at that very moment, there was, there was all these things running through my head. And I'm just sitting here thinking, Lord, are you taking me home? Am I going to die? The Lord said, No. I said, so here I go again. I'm being tested. I'm being tried. I'm being put through the refiner's fire again. But what, what was I going to do at that moment? And again, I'm not here to brag, but I'm just saying we have to make a decision every single day about what stance we're going to take. Are we going to take, are we going to listen to the word of man? Or are we going to listen to the word of the Lord? What does God say about the situation? What does God say what he wants us to do? Because it's like, the thing is, is it all comes down to this friends with Christianity and our faith. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. And it all comes down to the fact that either we believe this thing and we live it out and we really believe it and it's real in our heart and we take away the doubt and we just believe it. This is the way it is. This is the way it is, because if we understand, okay, this is the way it is, this is truth, God's word is true, what it says is true, without faith it's impossible to please God, and we start walking in this thing and say, this is the reality, this is the truth. It's not what the, the Fox News guy said, unless he's speaking the word of the Lord, you know, it's not what, uh, you know, MSDNC or what, what, you know, Rachel Maddow or, you know, Anderson Cooper, whatever they're trying to peddle to us today, Okay. Because they peddle a lot of nonsense. But what it is, is it's like for us to make the decision to say, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. The truth comes from the word of God. It's the basic instructions before leaving earth. The, the word of God is holy. Okay, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. That's it. And we walk in it, we move in it, we walk in it. And all of a sudden, all the other traps and pitfalls and lies and all the other stuff that people say that try to ensnare on you, trust me, people say a lot of different things. You know, some people are hooked in about all their, their, you know, their looks or, you know, they're, they're too poor or, you know, they're not educated enough or, you know, somebody said something to you at some point and that just hooked in. You're too ugly. You're too, this. it's a bunch of nonsense. That's not true about you. But for whatever reason, if we let those stupid things ensnare us and hook us and that becomes our identity and we lose focus on what God said about our life. So what God is wanting us to do and coming out from among them right now, taking a stand. Stop the compromise, church. I mean, how did we ever get to a place where we even thought possibly that abortion should be something that we should consider? It is a lie from the pit of hell. It's a murder of the innocent. The church cannot support abortion. Now, if you've had abortion, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to judge you. You know what? The Bible says there is therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. If you've repented, it's done. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. I messed up so many times in my life. I've done the stupidest things. I was an addict. I was messed up many, many years ago in my early 20s. I'm telling you, God delivered me, set me free. 
They said it was a 2% chance of recovery rate, getting off some of the addictions that I had, and the Lord healed me and he took me out of them. He'll do the same for you. I am not anybody that's, you know, any different, like have some special treatment or something. God will do what he did for me. He'll do it for you. He loves you. I thought I was so dirty. I thought I was so, I literally would think that lightning was going to hit me when I walked into the church. I would sweat. I never thought that I was worthy enough, but God showed me that by his blood, yes, he did die on the cross for my sins. Yes, I was worthy by his blood and he made a difference in my life that forever changed me. And that's what we're doing. We're walking this thing out. And so it is, there is nothing more real than this battle. When we, when we look at all these different things and we see how they're trying to take our kids and they're trying to lie to our kids and tell them there's like all these genders and, you know, all this nonsense that they're teaching in the schools and trying to teach them to be racist and, you know, the critical race theory nonsense, which is nothing less than Marxism and all the all this propaganda and the rewriting of history and all this stuff that the Christians are up against today. Well, if we get emboldened as the church and stop looking at these things and saying, oh, my gosh, they're too powerful. They're too big. They're too they're too entrenched. We're, you know, we're we're surrounded. We're not surrounded. We're not surrounded. I'm so sick and tired of the devil. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He's exposed. The Bible says that we have authority to trample on the scorpions and devils. I'm so sick of the weak church. We can't be the weak church. We've got to be the empowered church. The empowered church walks in the authority. The empowered church says, look, I don't care what the doctor's saying that I'm supposed to die tomorrow. If God says I'm going to live, I'm going to live. And I'm going to preach the truth until he takes me home. And if he takes me home, he takes me home. Because I'm, I'm, I'm only in the world. I'm not of it. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm just passing through, but I'm going to make the most of this life. And I'm not going to let these people take us down. You know what? We're going to, we're going to circle the wagons around you. They're attacking you. Let us know. We'll stand with you. That's why we put up the prayer requests and, and the different things on the social media and, and all the, on the prayer walls. And we're here to stand with you. We're here to, to lock arms. We're not going to let you go down. God's not going to let you go down. I don't care what they're saying about you. What, you know, your marriage, they're telling you it's done. Keep contending. If God's telling you to contend, contend. If God's telling you to contend for your child that's, that's, that's messing around same-sex attraction and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, and they're just saying, well, that's just the way it is. You have power, saint of God. You have authority. You can change this thing. You're not done and you're not defeated. And, I, and I'm sorry that they haven't told you this. If the church hasn't told you this, I'm sorry. Because a lot of people stop believing. But this is the truth. We have the victory in Jesus Christ. We have the answer in Jesus Christ. You want to see America turn around? We're going to start, st I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to stomp on the devil this next year. We're going to go into overdrive. I'm telling you, we're putting the pedal to metal. I'm done. I'm done with the nonsense. He's not taking me down. He's not going to do it. He's tried so many times. He fails every time. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. God is not going to allow it. God is with us. He's with you. Your situation, he's with you. You know what? Your friends, they got fear. They told you you're going to fail. They told you it's not going to happen. Don't listen to that nonsense. What did God say about your situation? What does his word say? Speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. With faith, we can move the mountain. I'm telling you, it's big faith time, friends. I'm telling you. You want to see big victories? We're going to see big victories. You want to see supernatural healings? We're going to see supernatural healings. You want to see an overturning of Roe v. Wade? We're going to see an overturning of Roe v. Wade. The church is standing up. The real church. We're coming out from among them. 
Fire, fire. We got to be on fire. It, it's time. No half-stepping. No one, don't be embarrassed about talking about the truth, the word of God. Be in, just be on fire. Exude that. It's, it's contagious. God is raising up voices. He's raising up new voices. Hallelujah. He's anointing. He's appointing. You know what? God knows who's willing to be all in. He knows. There's some people that aren't willing to be all in, but he knows who is willing to be all in. That's you. Be all in. I'm so pumped up. I'm so fired up. Listen, I didn't even get to really get into the news today, but I'm telling you, the devil is not going to hold us down. He's not going to stop us. Not this group. Not this group. He's anointed you and appointed you for this hour. He's not going to He's not gonna win in your situation, the devil. He's not going to win. All right. I'm glad I got to get on the air today just to get something out there. I'll tell you all about my health on a live stream. I'm going to do the Sunday service this week, or at least I'm going to try. Uh, so I plan on being here Sunday live on Facebook. And uh, we'll do the Sunday service where I'm just going to get more fired up. <laughs> And, uh, and then I'll, I'll share with you, you guys what happened and everything. And I know some of you guys want to know. I do have a little shortness of breath. Uh, I did have a blockage in my heart. Uh, but God spared my life. And so I'll share all about it with you and the miracles that God did. And uh, so anyway, I love you very much. This is the Todd Coconato Podcast. I'll talk to you very soon. God bless you.